great, great morning, Gabriel. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sometimes I get I get out here so hype sometimes. I'm sorry. Um, how's everyone doing? <laughs> uh, how's everyone doing? Hope you're having a great start to the day. It is February. Um, hope you're having a, a great start to the month. This will probably drop like second week of February or, or f- it'll be the second full week of February when this drops. Um, so yeah, hope everyone's having a great start to the month, uh, to the day. Um, I'm going to just make a big assumption saying that you've had the gluten-free mac and cheese already. Uh, so make, sh- uh, please give us a review. Um, tell your friends about it. Let them know how awesome it is. Um, I can't even say it. Like, just so you guys know, Mahana Fresh is going to be your one-stop shop for um, all your needs. I mean, all. I mean, they, they. Uh, I mean, say what you want. Like, being part of a startup is hard. It's tough. Um, but it's also great because you're on the cutting edge of different concepts, different ideas, and o- always, always helping the brand move forward, right? Um, and that's what I love. And, like... Like another reason I I, I picked the brand is because they were still new and like I can come in and and help at the ground level with some of these things, some of these ideas, like be a pioneer. Right. And uh, they got some things in the works, guys, that I'm super pumped about. And um, I man, I want to get on here and say it. They got a couple of things they're testing out right now. I don't want to I don't want to say too much. Um, But, yeah, guys, just wait. Just wait and see. Just wait and see. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks. Just thanks again for all the support um, for the store, for the podcast. Um, just want to say thanks again for everything. I'm doing great. Family's doing great. Um, but man, let's get into this episode. I got a great guest on, someone that um, I've been watching at a distance. Um, he's probably just as crazy about his workouts um, as I am. Might be a little bit more crazier. Um, he's a realtor. He does a lot in the investing side as well. So I'm pumped to bring him on and, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Good morning, everybody. On today's episode, we have a gentleman here that, uh, was born in Moorhead, loved in the area. Most of, um, his life became a realtor in 2009, mostly to get involved in real estate investing. Specialized in real estate, or excuse me, specialized in residential land development and sales for seven years, then residential and investment property sales. Girlfriend Lisa for almost six years, daughter Piper, six years old. Hobbies are gym, fitness, fishing, self improvement, and he's a big nerd into Dungeons and Dragons. Love spending his time with family. He invests in uh, multifamily uh, storage. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have Mark Bushi. Yeah. Man, the, the guy that needs no introduction. Mark, thanks for uh, coming. Thanks for coming um, on the podcast today. Uh, I know you're a busy dude. Can you just tell the audience a little bit more about who you are? what you do and why you do what you do. Yeah. So as you mentioned there, so I've been a realtor in real estate investing since 2009, 
about 14 years now. <clears throat> and I kind of got into it in a, in a weird way. I was right around the, the housing bubble time, right around six, seven, eight. I was, of course, one of the many guys that want to try to flip a house. You know, that's when you saw these shows, flipping houses, that kind of thing. Got a buddy who we saved up a little cash. We we're going to try to find a house. And we never really did. He ended up kind of spending his uh, his seed money, I guess you want to say, on some other toys, boats, and stuff like that. Well, I had another friend of mine who had kind of heard me talking about investing in real estate, and he's a contractor. And so he said, like, well, I want to get in, into buying rentals. And uh, at the same time, I had also just kind of accidentally picked up the book uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which seems mm. to be the book that every real estate investor was the first, you know, read first to get him into it. Yeah. And um, I found it actually as my, as my now ex-wife, but she had this book at home, saw it on the, on the table, picked it up and read the whole thing in a day. And I was like, I need to start doing something different. I was working a, you know, eight to five job, whatever, 45 hours a week and making okay money, but that wasn't, you know, what I wanted to do. So uh, basically uh, took all my, my vacation from my job, went down to Minneapolis, got my real estate license and uh, it went there off and on for three different weeks, put my notice in and uh, the spring in 2009 and uh, never looked back. So got my license, started selling houses and uh, bought my first investment property that same year with my partner, Joe. And uh, kept buying since then. But uh, yeah, that's kind of my what I'm doing career wise right now in investing. Um, yeah, now I got a, as you mentioned, a girlfriend here and a six year old kid. I, I never had kids in my first marriage. Kid, greatest things ever happened in my life. So amazing. So yeah, so happy to be a dad now. Yeah, they'll do that to you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And she's got she's got her her dad is still in her life too. Um, it's my is when I started dating my girlfriend, she was a year old. So, but I raised her since she was a baby, but, and her dad is pretty cool too. They, everyone gets along really well. In fact, I sold him his house two years ago and uh, oh. I ha now have his grandparents' house listed. And now he's got his uncle buying property through me. So everyone, it's great. We all get along. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, can I ask, um, uh, before we continue, what, what was the, uh, the job that you said you had before you started getting into real estate? I worked for uh, a company called Ameripride. I think now it's called Cintas or one of these. It's one of these companies, you know, where you drive the truck around, you deliver yeah. the runs and the uniforms and the mops and whatnot. Yep. yep. And it was, a, you know, it was a very physical job in that way because you're calling in stuff all the time. But it was really great for me uh, because I really was an account manager as well. I, I don't know how many accounts I had. I had different routes throughout the time I worked there for seven years. But really, I was the one that got the invoices signed and collected payments and sold products to the clients and dealt with the owners and managers. So it was a really great experience. I was never, I never had any kind of sales or or customer, you know, uh, experience like that. So that was really it kind of put me out there to force myself to get out there and and, and talk to people and get to, you know, learn a little about sales and people and stuff. So I I like a challenge. I like when they have contests and things like you know things like that. So they always had these sales contests and. The, the very first year I was there, I won the sales contest for Fargo area, which is about 35 realtor or 35 uh, drivers. And they took me on a trip to Vegas with a bunch of people around the country. And it was, you know, a bunch of stuff like that. And uh, so I, I love that kind of thing. And I just went out there and I didn't know how to sell anything, but I just went and asked everyone, you know, Hey, you know, and just tried to do what I could. So. But, yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, like, I'm, I'm curious to hear from you, Mark. So like, you know, and I, and I don't know if this is still the case. I mean, I feel like it is, but like, I feel like the word sales or like sales rep 
or like get they like they get a bad reputation, right? Like, oh, he's sleazy. He <laughs> likes to sell, you know, things like that. So I'm, I guess I'm curious, like, what made you when you were working um, for Ameripride, like, want to jump and go to like a sales job? As in like real estate or? Yeah. 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 Real estate. Yeah. 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 I mean, so the sales in my previous job was never, it wasn't salesy per se. We did have promos and do different things, but it was services that the businesses could use anyways. And so it was like, can we provide the service or can someone else provide it for you? So we just offer up our products and, and you know, give them pricing and whatnot. So it wasn't a sleazy sales job, but I, I get what you're saying though, because realtors get compared to like used car salesmen all the time. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the big yep. thing here. And they're, they're very low on that. If you look at a list of different careers, as far as people that are trusted and trusted, realtors yeah. are not very high on that list. So I, I wish that was different. And we kind of, you know, we have a, we have ethics that we go through and we go through training and we try to kind of police our own real estate community by, by making sure people are acting ethically, you know, but uh, I don't know. I, I didn't really get into it uh, thinking of myself as a salesperson more so. I wanted to get into the real estate investing and I thought how, how get, how to get into that better by immersing myself into real estate, you know, the world. So, um, I intentionally chose the first brokerage I worked with because they had a broad range of real estate, which was, um, if it's okay if I say that, but it was, uh, it was property resources group in town here in Fargo. They do a lot of development, commercial construction, all kinds of things here. And when I joined them, they, they were doing home sales, but I kind of went there because I wanted to be able to have all the resources they had. If I want to learn about property management, well, they had a manager who managed 3000 units at the time. Um, you know, if I want to learn about commercial real estate or anything in real estate construction, like, Hey, what does it cost to build this? Or what does this cost? You know, land sales, all of that. And so I had those resources there and that's really why I did that. Um, but along with it, of course you are selling. So, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. I never thought of myself as a salesperson, but I guess you really ultimately you know, what I've discovered is if you're going to sell real estate, you are first of all a prospector for <laughs> find clients and then you're a salesperson. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. I would, um, on a side note, those 3000 units, were they all in Fargo? I believe most of them were. Yeah. So they, that, that company in particular had, built quite a few and then just managed for other companies as well. So I think there's actually quite a bit more now, I'd guess, but I don't, I can't say for sure what their numbers are. So. Got it. But got it. Got it. It was nice having a gal there right there who got to ask questions about leases and questions about tenant laws and te- you know, whatever. Cause she was one of the top experts and still is in the region. So no, that's awesome. And then, and like, that's a perfect example of, you know, obviously you, you wanted to get on the investing side I just like the thought process, right? It's like, well, how can I get to my goal or what's the next like logical thing I can do to get closer to investing? And I feel like most people would probably just go and jump in right away, right? Like, oh, I'm going to go buy my first rental or I'm just going to go. But I, lo- I love the approach uh, Mark took. He, well, I'm just going to, you know, get my license first um, and then be really intentional about who like I, who I use as my broker or my brokerage I go to, right? It was very intentional. Um, and, 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 I, and I love that. I love that. So that's that's awesome. Well, and, and one thing people don't realize as what we do as a realtor is that, so when you go get a job, you go interview 
different places to go get a job. Well, when you're a realtor, you go interview the brokers and pick where you're going to work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Kind of, I mean, that, that's not true in every case. There's some very, you know, some brokerages are pretty picky, but most part you go pick, go look, talk to the franchises, talk to the local places and, and interview and see how their commissions work and what they offer. And you go choose where you want to go for the most part. So. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, how, so I know you, uh, so how how is the invest like the investing side coming right because I, I i know you you know i follow you on social media um uh, not like aggressively but like I, I see you're starting to like do some stuff on the investing side right like so how how is that uh going well I, it's kind of interesting because i have I've the way I've invested is probably not the fastest way to get going into it because we did a lot of traditional investments where you're really coming at 20 or 25 percent down and buy with a standard mortgage. You know, that's what people think of first is go to a commercial bank, get a loan, put your money down. Well, you can't grow super fast that way because you got to keep coming up with 20 or 30 percent down, you know. Um, what I found by accident, because I didn't know this was a thing yet, but if you've uh, if you follow bigger pockets, um, I think it was Brandon Turner from there who coined the term of, of um, the Burr strategy. The you know the the buy what is it buy repair yeah. rent, re- repeat you know refinance yeah. repeat yeah yep. we were doing that without knowing what that was you know we bought our first property fix it up a little bit get some equity buy another property fix it up a little bit get some equity and eventually we had a handful of properties and my partner who was a Joe who was a contractor became a home builder. We picked up a third partner um, and he was already kind of doing what we were doing as well. And we started building houses with Joe. And so we started building brand new houses and we used the equity from our earlier small little houses we bought to finance that project there. That snowballed because then we had equity in those new construction homes. We took equity there and then we bought our first storage facility out of that. So we kind of learned a little bit by trial and error and just kind of by accident actually on that there. there's been some ups and downs, you know, in, in the past few years, I did get divorced about seven years ago. So financially things were slowed down for me a bit, you know, and, uh, in investing wise. So, but, um, now trying to pick up again and pick up a property here and there. Um, my favorite investment so far, I bought a place this summer. It's a townhome in Fargo and we call it Piper's place. Piper's our kid. And so I bought it and it's going to be her house one day. So, um, it's just a little two bedroom townhome. We're using it for Airbnb. And, um, as soon as she's old enough, we're going to have her help us take care of it. And she's going to have that place when she graduates high school and, uh, she'll have a paid off property and we're going to hopefully teach her the right way to work with that property to reinvest or whatever she wants to do with it. Yeah, so that was awesome. a fun project. She got to come over and help us put the furniture together and hang the decorations and get the house ready. And, and she, you know, she's six years old. <laughs> I got a picture on Facebook with her. She's on the floor putting, you know, screwing tables together and chairs and stuff. And she's loving it. So. Um, we're going to, we're going to teach her all about what I do. So she has the, at least the opportunity to do it when she's older, but, um, yeah, it's just some word, you know, I kind of look for opportunities as they come. Um, I did a couple of Airbnbs this year about another house. Uh, I have an, I have another partner. We own about seven properties together. We invested in a storage facility. So I own three storage facilities currently in different cities. Um, that's, uh, those are interesting. Those are kind of fun, <laughs> but, um, yeah. What um I so this 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 is great this is great. So like I guess my question for you is like okay, so you were and first of all like before we keep going here, uh I hope everyone heard that 
Mark and his partner, um, you, you said it was Joe? Correct, yep. Yeah, um, they just took action, right? And they, and they just got started. They started buying, fixing, renting, um, you know, re- rehabbing, and then doing that again on the, on the next couple of homes they did. And before you know it, they're using funds to do con- like new construction. Um, and it's just a perfect example of like, you don't have to know everything to get started. Um, well, and so- it's funny cause we knew, we knew nothing literally uh, Joe was a contractor. That's what we knew is how to fix up houses, you know? Yeah. Um, so the funny, so the story, it goes for our first property. Joe had kind of identified a property. So we bought the cheapest houses you can ever imagine down in, in Breckenridge, Minnesota. Um, and Joe actually lives about halfway down there and his kids went to school there. So we had some, some connections down there. We had no history of, you know, getting loans. We had, you know, my credit was whatever. Okay. Joe was a contractor who, you know, didn't really show a whole lot of income. I was a brand new realtor and banks did not like us for financing. (laughs) We literally took a Friday afternoon one day. It was a rainy Friday afternoon, Friday morning, Friday afternoon. And we just walked into banks and we didn't know anybody there. We just walked in and said, Hey, who can we talk to about a business loan, you know, a commercial loan? We didn't know what we're doing. And we went through 10 banks that day. The last bank we went to um, that we got the loan from was actually at the time it was uh, State Bank of Holly. Now it's, I think, Premier Valley Mortgage Bank here in Fargo, um, Moorhead. But um, the vice president of the bank happened to be like the brother of a good friend of ours. <laughs> and wow. Joe had golfed with this guy one time in a tournament. So there's a little bit of, you know, connection there. And he sat and listened to us. And the property we had was such a steal that he's like, sure, let's try it, you know. <laughs> so. He said, you proved to me you can make this, you know, increase the value and you can rent this place and stuff, then we'll work with you. And so we bought our first probably seven or eight little cheap houses with through that bank. Um, that's how we got started. And then the funny thing is when we got to the construction side, the new construction, they had, didn't want anything to do with us. It was kind of funny that we had to go to a different bank. So, Yeah, that that is that is very interesting. That is very interesting. I love that. I love that. So what what made the jump then to um, like the storage units? I'm very I'm curious about that. Uh, we kind of I don't know that we really truly had a, a strategy. I guess we kind of just looked for each opportunities that came along. And um, those houses we built, part of the opportunity there was we got some very cheap lots from the city of Moorhead. There was actually a foreclosure on some land, development land, and we found it and took up the last. We bought the last remaining lots, and that's what we built on. The storage came up with one of my one of our other partners had uh, heard about it, and uh, we started digging into it. And we kind of like storage; it's really kind of like renting apartments because it's units collecting rent, but there's no tenants. You know, there's no pets, there's no plumbing, there's no there's all it is is a garage with stuff in it. You know, yeah. And like the worst thing we've encountered with them is people do break into them occasionally, and sometimes people stop paying and leave their stuff behind. So either you auction it off or you clean the unit out. That's your and, but, you know, that's all you're doing is throwing junk away and sweeping the garage out and rent it out again, you know? So I like that a lot because there's no crazy phone calls. There's no, you know, evictions, none of this crazy stuff, you know, with apartments and houses. Um, so it's pretty easy to maintain. They have low utilities. There's no, you know, generally no water stuff. There's low everything. So um, pretty easy to operate. And actually, we just had property managers run it for us. So we weren't even doing the day-to-day stuff. So That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so you got into storage storage unit investing, um, and that just 
again, you guys are doing the, the flipping, renting out storage units. Um, I'm, I'm curious, like, so now where, like, where, where are you at now? Are you, are you guys working on like bigger, bigger deals now or where are you guys? Well, at there? Yeah, we're trying to just kind of keep our eyes open for opportunities. Yeah. I think right now the way with the market is and the, and the, and the rates and whatnot, it's kind of slowed things down for us. Um, actually we have one of the storage units, uh, facilities under contract for sale. It's crazy. We didn't, we didn't ever list them for sale. We just had people kept coming to us and offering us to buy these places from us. And oh wow, we finally got someone who came with a number that was like too good for us to say no to. So we're, you know, but, um, for those who know what a 1031 exchange is, you know, we thought about that. Like, do we go find something else? Well, we had a really weird structure in the way we sold this with an option agreement and it made things confusing. And we didn't really see much out there that we were looking to purchase. So in this case, we're going to have, you know, we're going to pay some capital gains tax on it, but it's it's still worth it for the sale right now. And we can take the money maybe later and find an opportunity or park it somewhere else for now. I wouldn't mind getting into some bigger um, deals going forward. I've, I've had a couple opportunities presented to me with some much larger deals, but, you know, now we're talking hundreds of units for, for, for uh, multifamily in the tens of millions. And they go out, you know, they seek numerous investors to come invest in those projects there. And um, so in that case, you know, if we sell these, these storage units and some other properties, maybe we'll take and maybe direct it that way. It becomes a little more close to truly passive where someone else is, you know, operating the deal and we can, you know, put the money there and still get some t- advantages and, and the returns. So I'm exploring some of that. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of keep my eyes open for different opportunities. And I'm looking right now just uh, to really find the home run deals. Um, it's, it's a little bit, I think, riskier right now with the rates and stuff, like I said. So we're trying to find that right deal, you know? Yeah. Um, the last storage facility I bought was the best real estate deal I've ever been a part of. Um, we found a place that they were desperate to sell. The storage was actually part of a, of a sale with two other hotels in the same parcel. And we said, we don't want hotels. This was kind of like last year when, um, COVID was still sort of a factor, but the, but the, you know, the economy was, was affected by it more. And we said, we just want the storage separated out, take it away from the rest of the hotels. And they did. It took about seven months to do it. But we bought a, we bought a facility for about 300,000. That was probably now worth closer to a million. Oh, wow. That is crazy. How many uh, un- uh, storage units? That's a hundred units and they're about 10 years old. It's all steel buildings, security fence, security cameras, the whole works. Uh, Wow. And um, they were at, they had, I think, about 25% occupancy because they were just running at the ground. They weren't running it at all. And people weren't paying their, their uh, you know, monthly fees and stuff. And so we hired a manager and he's got it, I think, up to closer to about 70% occupied now after the first year and still getting better and raising rates. And so uh, the, the funny part about that is, uh, well, so there's storage, at least um and where we bought these, we were able to use a, an SBA loan where we could put 10% down. So we only need 10% down and into it. And uh, the nice part about being, being a realtor is I also got a commission off of it. And my share of the investment after I got my commission meant that I put zero money into it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so will that so, be considered like an infinite return then? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. the nice thing is like we could sell it for triple, at least triple the money we put into it. Well, or what it's what it was worth originally and uh so if you skip my commission and stuff i you know technically I, you can make six figures off of a very tiny investment off this deal but for now with cash flow is so great so why would i get rid of it you know so 
That's um, awesome. Again, someone manages it, so I'm not even doing anything. We just we just get a check every month, you know. So yeah, no that that is that is awesome. I, I love that. I love that. Um, so. how um, switching gears a little bit. Um, I see you're you're doing the uh, the seventy five hard. I am. I don't know how you're familiar you are with that, or it's. So I I just started. I I recently just started listening to Andy Frisella, uh, and uh, he's talked about that. And so like, it's 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 legit. It's legit. And I think this is your second or third time doing it. Yeah, this is my second time doing okay. it. And I don't know if you listened further or got into the the, the live hard program that follows that. No, um, I didn't. I I didn't. I didn't uh, go too far. Yeah. So, so so. For people that don't know what seventy five hard is, it's uh, the, the, you mentioned Andy Frisella. Andy's a he has a podcast called the the Real AF, and it's one of the top uh, business podcasts. But he's a he owns a company called First Form. It's a nutrition company and stuff. And he's a he's I guess a billionaire now. But something basically, like that, yeah, yeah. So basically, what happened was he was out doing uh, speaking events and out there being a leader for his company and nutrition and stuff. But he was very overweight. He said he's about six one, six two, and about three fifty, and not in shape. And he felt, he's like, why am I up here doing this when I look like this? I feel like this and I'm not, you know, being a leader for my, for my fitness company, for my nutrition company, you know? And so he created this 75 hard and what it is, it's, it's a, it's, everyone thinks it's a physical challenge, but it's a mental challenge and it's, it's a, there's a lot to it, but it's, it's 75 days. You have to do two workouts, 45 minutes, and they have to be spread out throughout the day. And one has to be outside which right now is not fun. <laughs> it's crazy. It was, uh, it was 17 degrees when I was walking yesterday at six in the morning. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you have to drink a gallon of water per day. You have to read at least 10 pages in a book, uh, some kind of, a you know, educational self-help, whatever type of motivational type book. Um, you have to follow a clean diet. It's a diet of your choice, but it has to be some kind of clean diet, no processed foods and, uh, no alcohol. And you have to take a progress picture every day and they want you to see day one and take a picture every day. So you can see from day one to day 75. And, um, if you fail any one of those things during that time, you start from day one again and start day 75 over or, you know, so, um, I did it last spring and I just started again here. I'm on day 20, 21 right now. So I started this in January here. Um, but going past that, if you get to a chance to listen to the rest of what's going on beyond that, you get it to do another month another 30 days, same exact things, except now you add like five more things to it. And part of it's like visualization for 10 minutes a day and taking cold showers. Um, that's not good. I do the cold showers voluntarily, but it's not fun. <laughs> how long, um, how long do you take, like, how long do you take your showers? Your cold, sorry, yeah. that's kind of a weird <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mean that you have to do five minutes of cold in the cold shower. So Ooh. Technically, with the way I've, you know, someone else I know or I've read about does this too. And basically, it's the first couple minutes is where you just do your normal shower stuff, washing up, you know, lather up with the warm water, and then you stand in the cold water for five minutes. And yeah, uh, I, yeah, I just do a quick shot. Like I usually just, I, I like, I get in right away, and I use it more so to like wake me up. Um, but like I get in and I and I kind of use it as a wait, like as the shower is warming up. So I just get in right when it's cold. I just stand there. It sucks, but yeah, I, man, five minutes. I don't, okay. All right. Yeah. It's not, it's like, it's feels like your skin's burning afterwards and your yep. skin's ready when you get out. It's not, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've read, I've read and listened to so many things about the benefits of it, uh, yeah. for, for recovery from workouts, for, uh, mental fortitude. It's, it's, uh, helps with like, uh, 
like hormonal and like um, adrenaline boosts and mental clarity and stuff. And, and I feel it when I get out of there, like that next hour, especially I'm like operating like level 10. It's, it's crazy. So it's, uh, so you're in there for five minutes. Yeah, man. Which, I got to set my, I got to set my game up, bro. <laughs> and right now the water gets colder and it is underground, but it's colder in the winter and it's, it's like, feels ice cold on you. It's, uh, it's not good. Okay. But, got uh, it. Yeah, okay. so you do all that, and then then you take a, a month off, and you do another thirty days, which is basically the same as the first seventy five hard. But the key to this whole thing is you have to do a last phase thirty more days, but the last thirty days has to end the day you started seventy five hard for the year. And you can't fail that. If you fail the other phases, you can start over the phase, but if you fail the last phase, you failed the whole year because it has to end on the day you started the year. So. Um, wow. And that one, that one gets crazy because the couple things they added to that one is you have to go every day, you have to go talk to a stranger and you can't just go say hi. You have to go meet them, like learn their name, ask them questions, have a conversation with a stranger. And you also have to go out every day and do a kind deed for somebody or just do a kind deed of some sort. Um, so you have to go choose whatever you want to do. Go donate some money or go. I like to go on my walks and stuff and go pick up garbage in my neighborhood or just random things. But um so those are added on to all the other things you're doing and you can't fail any part of it. And that's, it's really, uh, it, I don't even know how to describe it. It's if you can put yourself through this and do it all, you're going to have like the most crazy change in your life if you can do it all. So, yeah, that's, and that's what he was saying. And I get, and I guess I only listened to the 75 hard part, but he was saying like the people that are able to do the 75 hard and stay strict and regimented, you, you just, build that discipline in every aspect of your life right because you have to be disciplined to do those things um and it helps you just create that that discipline i i i haven't even heard of the other part so that's all new to me that's, <laughs> i had neither when i started so i was like wait there's more yeah. i was like oh, yeah <laughs> yeah awesome um so the funny thing is though so i do i, I kind of do these random challenges sometimes in my life you know and i heard about this and i was like oh i'm gonna do this and I think I got the wrong thing out of it in the end because afterwards I was like, yes, I did this thing. I'm awesome. I got this whole thing accomplished. And then it kind of started sliding back towards, you know, oh, go out and have a happy hour. Go, you know, have drinks and watch the Bison game or to go do whatever and have, you know, nachos and start eating. And then it kind of gets to be a little more and you slip a little more. And I'm like, ah, oh, it didn't really stick. Maybe I didn't really follow it strict enough or what was I doing? So I've been thinking about this for the last two months. And I'm like, if I start this, I have to start it in winter in North Dakota. And that would, that, that held me off for a little while. And I was like, wow, do I really want to do this? And so I learned a lot about layers of clothing, how to keep warm. <laughs> so, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, you would almost, is there a time limit that you have to be outside for? You have to be out for 45 minutes straight. <sighs> and, and the rules are for it too. You can't have any shelter. You can't like do this in your garage or you can, like shelter yourself if it's raining. If it's raining, you go out there. If it's, I've gone out in freezing rain before and I came back and my beard is coated with ice. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> um, man. My, one thing I've kind of really adapted to this right now, and some of my friends think I'm nuts, but like, so today I had lunch with a realtor friend of mine and um, she's like, where do you want to go? And I said, well, this place here seems like it would be at least a 45 minute walk for me. So why don't I walk there? I'll meet you there and you can give me a ride back to my house after my office afterwards. <laughs> so, And she's like, she she knows the protocol now. She knows like if I'm going to meet her, she's going to give me a ride back to my office afterwards. So wait, you uh, did that today? Yeah. So I walked, I live, well, I mean, I, I it actually... I asked her, I like, I said, you think I can walk that in 45 minutes? And so she got on Google and she said, it's, it says it's an hour and 12 minute walk. Well, I did it in 55 minutes because I was walking fast because I was, you know, it was outside. But so, um, 
Yeah. For, for the people, when you hear this podcast, it was, what was it? Negative 22 today. Yeah. For when some, I walked, I think it's more like 15 below, but yeah. Just, 15 below. Oh, I'm sorry. It was 15 <laughs> below guys. Just to show you how crazy this guy is. Um, <laughs> no, that's That's awesome. That, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. But I I'll tell you that. what, though, I really, truly, when you get the layers and the right clothing and stuff, I was taking, I was unzipping my jacket and took my, I, I wore ski goggles and a face mask and stuff. I had those off and my hood down before I got to the restaurant. I was, I was sweating. I mean, my, my underlayer was wet, was wet. I mean, I was, it was, so you work up a sweat when you're that layered up, you know, so. Yeah. And that, and that, and that's, that's, yeah. It's like, and that's the thing too, is like, I mean, when I'm doing some, some couple things like outside, like I'm doing it to, I don't know, kind of get like a mini workout or whatever so like if i'm shoveling or snowballing like i'm doing that at a pace to like keep myself warm but to also do a workout and like yeah i mean it, it's you almost build a sweat and you're like oh man i don't know if i need this on right now like i could take that out you know so no i, I get that that's awesome but you know and the whole thing with this is there's a it's definitely a physical thing for the most part but it's it's a there's a there's a whole lot more to it than that it's the mental fortitude it's the challenge of it and and i can tell and so I, I know you and some other people, I post a lot of stuff on social media about this and it's, it's not to get accolades for it. It's not to get the likes and all that stuff. It really isn't. I do it. Um, so I had a guy at the gym walk up to me. I didn't, I didn't even know we were Facebook friends. I didn't know the guy. And he walked up and he's like, I've been seeing you do this. You're posting stuff. He said, that is so awesome. I'm so inspired by this. And that's what I want. I want people to see this thing. And like, what is this thing? And can I do this? And like, even if they don't want to do this whole 75 hard, maybe they make a one change, you know, maybe let's, I'll get to the gym more often. You inspire me to do this, you know? Yeah. That's what I want out of it. You know, that's my whole goal. Yeah, exactly. It's more for inspiration, right? Like to show people like, Hey, I can do this and you can do it too. Right. Um, and it's well, changed my day-to-day -day life as far as uh, I can tell the people around me in my office. Um, for instance, when I started this, I, they could tell my work ethic had changed. I was, you know, never late to the office. I was getting more done throughout the day because I just, I'd had more energy and more focus. And, uh, in fact, um, the, the broker at my office, who's a friend of mine too, and a realtor, he, they, uh, invited me to, to kind of take on a different role at our office as like the lead listing agent for us to kind of partner with him. And then he and I also officially partnered up and formed a new LLC that we're going to, that we are out there marketing to buy, and flip houses and wholesale houses right now and buy rentals. So um, I like to think that they saw something different in me too and thought this is someone worth working with, you know, and partnering with. So, Well, yeah, you can definitely feel it, I'm sure. So, yeah, you can definitely feel it. And that's awesome. But everyone thinks that's, I'm crazy. <laughs> I mean, so. dude, like some of your videos, when you post some of your videos and like you got the hoodie on and you can hardly see your, like your <laughs> face, right? I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's that's different. That's, 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 that's a different work ethic right there. So no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, are you doing like on the personal development side, Mark, are you like, are you are, like, what type of books are you reading? Are you listening to podcasts? Like how do you stay mentally, uh, sharp? Well, um, I think we have a mutual friend, you know, Jody Bach. Ah, uh, the name sounds familiar. Maybe not. Okay. So yeah. Hey, she's a, okay. This is really coincided with my whole career change in real estate. This gal, Jody Bach, you've read the book, think and grow rich. Yeah. Yep. 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 She does a, a study on the book. Basically it's a, I don't want to say a book club, but she does a study on the book and she does this periodically, maybe once or twice a year. I was introduced to her in this book at the exact same time. I bought my first property and the same time I got my real estate license. It was like coincidence, right? Well, maybe not really, you know, but <laughs> yeah. Um, and so 
I had never read a book like Think and Grow Rich. And if you're not familiar with it, it's got the 13 principles of success. And um, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit. Well, she introduced me to a gentleman who, uh, by the name of Don Cody, and Don is actually a kind of a mentor, coach, and friend of mine. Um, he went further with that and said, well, we're going to take these principles and we're going to turn it into action. And he has a program called LifeWorks, and it's LifeWorks by Design, so you design your life. Well, Don and I have been friends for now for about 12, 13 years, and we meet every morning through Zoom on a mastermind group. And it kind of goes through like different principles of life. So what are the most important things? You know, it's going to be your health, your wealth, your significant other, and your personal development. And if you can get that foundation going with those things, that can lead you to like what is what kind of things you do for recreation. Like how do you who's in your network, your friends and your family, that kind of thing. Um, and it leads to basically your purpose in life. Like it gets to if you can get all these other things lined up, can you find your purpose and can you act on it and make this thing happen? So that's something I that I'm part of. And so every morning, basically, we go through all those. There's there's uh, the eight areas and I go through every morning, read through my goals, my, my mission statements with that. Um, I do visualization in the morning where, so I have my, my great big fold out vision board or my, what do you call it, Dream board, I guess, you know? And so that's something every morning for 10 minutes, um, go through that. And that I got from 75 hard as well. But, um, and then of course, part of 75 hard is I got to read at least 10 pages a day. So the one I'm reading right now is a book by Ed Milet. If you've heard of him. Um, oh, don't say it. The power one more. Yep. That's the one I'm about yeah. halfway down with right now. Yep. 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 We just did the our uh, book review on that. I think November or December. I think. But yep. yeah, I yeah I started listening to him. Uh, last he's actually of partners months, with so Andy Frisella, so he's got a thing called the Arte Syndicate, and they do a like a entrepreneurial um, organization they have together. Awesome. Awesome. But yeah, I mean, I got stacks of books on a bookshelf, and every time someone says you should get this book, I just get on Amazon or whatever and just pop it up and order it right away and. So I got a, quite a stack to read. Um, the last one I read actually was actually, it's, it's kind of funny. It's, it's a, just a real estate book. It's called Your First Home. It was actually recommended to me by a real estate coach I work with. And it's kind of just the basics of a, you know, if you're a first-time home buyer buying a house. And it, she said, read it because it kind of gets you back to like the very basics of stuff. And you can relate better to those home buyers. Well, I didn't just read it. I took it and studied it and highlighted the whole thing. And now I'm doing a, um, my, a YouTube series on the 10 steps of buying a house right now. So Awesome. Um, took that and ran with it. So I started a YouTube channel here not too long ago. So learning. Awesome. I don't know what the heck I'm doing with technology, but I'm working working it. Awesome. And that's the, I mean, and, and that's and that's better than not doing anything with it, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it's literally on my iPhone. I sit here and record stuff, and I got a guy who edits my videos and stuff, and uh, got another guy who made a little you know logo intro thing for me. But I don't know what I'm doing. I just start filming stuff and making videos and go with it. So you know. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um. I'm 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 hearing a lot of keyword like keywords, uh, Mark. Um, one thing I'm hearing is 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 coach mentors. Um, can, you know, and I'm and I'm assuming you you have a coach for your real estate. You have mentors. Like, um, can you just talk a little bit about why it's important to have coaches and mentors in your life? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few things. One is, I mean, it really does help to have some accountability with somebody and someone who's keeping you on track. Um, and ideally, you're you're supposedly you're hopefully getting a coach or a mentor who's who's been there and done it, and knows what they're doing, so they can, you know, why reinvent the wheel? You know, <laughs> if yeah, you got exactly. The, the coach I'm with, I was really fortunate with too. This came along with uh, the, at the brokerage I'm with. They work with a 
um, the owner works with the coach every week. And um, when they kind of offered me this new uh, listing position at the office this summer, they said, Hey, would you like to work with our coach? Take one of our calls once a month. And I was like, absolutely. Cause she's uh, she coaches like top real estate teams around the country. She was used to be with a guy by the name of Tom Ferry. If you've heard, he's a real mm, estate. Yep. I champion. got his podcast. He's one of the podcasts I've yep. just started listening so she used to. She used to be yep. one of his coaches. And so now she's on wow. her own, but um, and she's through, through uh, Kelly Williams and whatnot. And um, so I get to work with her once a month and, Really, it's more like accountability, and I get to bounce a few ideas off of her. She gives me some ideas back of you know some guidance, what I should do, and um, that's been great. I've gotten like really dialed in on what where my business is going to be for the, at least the first half year. We'll see where it goes market wise, but um, so she's been helping me a lot with that. The gentleman I mentioned, Don Cody, so he actually has a real estate background too and a banking background. So when I talk about real estate investing and stuff, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. So it's, uh, he's always got some guidance for me and, and he's more, the guidance for him is more so just life in general. And, um, you know, these principles I talked about. So we go through every week with him. Uh, we set goals each week in each of those categories and go through and say, you know, I will do this. I will do this. And then the next week we say, did we do this? Yes or no. Why didn't we do it? What can we do next week better? And just the accountability, um, it's it's invaluable invaluable so it's it's so worth it if you can find a, a really good coach in whatever area you're looking to improve it's it's you know it's worth it to find the right person awesome awesome that's cool i love it i love it i love it um how do you uh deal with fear mark that's a i don't know some sometimes i get the attitude of just go do it. I don't like, and, and like, it's almost like a bull in a China shop. I don't always know what I'm doing. So like, what, what the heck, try it and see what happens. You know, that's kind of my attitude a lot of times. Um, like I just mentioned this podcast, I didn't have any clue what I was doing. I don't know, or not podcast, but my YouTube channel. I, I have this microphone, this, these earphones here. I don't even know how to make them work on my computer. I don't know what's happening. So I just started, I just like picked up my phone and started filming, you know? Um, I, the investment side too, you know, we, those bankers that we talked to right away, they were probably right not to go finance us because we literally had no idea what we're doing, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it's like kind of trial by fire and just go do it. So I, I think that's been my attitude a lot too. When I had my, my mayor pride job, I didn't know there was sales. All I knew was like, Hey, you're going to be delivering this junk, you know? And they're like, <laughs> Oh, go sell this product. And I'm like, what do you mean? And like, we'll just go talk to the owner, talk to the, whatever the manager and I literally just walked up to him like, Hey, we got this thing. Do you want this? <laughs> you know, like I, I didn't know what to say or how to sell it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it won the first year's sales contest for the whole company, you know? So I don't know. I mean, obviously everyone has fears, you know, I, and like I mentioned with the 75 hard, I did hesitate. I was afraid to start this because of, because of the, just the winter, the rest of it wasn't worried, but I'm like, can I truly go outside in these blizzards and 20 blow weather, you know? But I thought about it and I figured out a way around it and figure out how to, how to handle it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, like I mean, I said, yeah. Has years, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I mean, you basically said it in the first, in the first couple of sentences, you just still just go and do it. Um, I mean, the worst thing you do, you fail and you go try something else, right. Or start yeah. or learn from that and go try it again. <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah, no, I love, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love it. Um, you said that you had some uh, some goals uh, that you're working towards. Uh, do you feel comfortable sharing like one or two of them 
Yeah, I mean, so talking about those those eight principles again, so the health and the wellness and all, or wealth and all that stuff, you know, one of the important things with the goals is to set definite goals, definite if it's numbers or or definite, um, you know, time frames, that kind of thing. For instance, uh, so for health is an easy one to do, right? So I want to whatever weigh a certain amount by a certain time. I want to be able to run a triathlon, whatever it is. And so those are I'm just saying those because that's actually some of my goals. I want to maintain below 12% body fat. I'm not there right now. I got very close to it when I did 75 hard last year, but I have a, I would like to be at or near that by the end of my first round of 75 hard. And, you know, so then I get that goal and I break it down. How do I got to do that? Well, right now with 75 hard, I'm working out twice a day and I'm watching what I eat. I can't help but start losing weight, you know three weeks into it, I'm down only about seven pounds, but it's not one of these things where you lost like seven pounds of water. It's like I've, I've lost seven pounds of fat, you know, Yeah. Um, in three weeks here, which is not a crazy amount, but it's, it's a steady progress. And, and that's where I want to be going. I, I did a triathlon two years ago on my birthday, on my 46th birthday. And I've had some, some pretty bad back problems, um, kind of most of my adult life, but it's gotten worse the last two years and it's restricting me from swimming and running. So I'm adapting it instead of a triathlon. Um, I'm calling it a bush athlon. It's a bushy. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I found is I, I can do stair climber. I can do um, cycling and I can do of all things with my back. I can do the, the rowing machine. It doesn't bother me at all. So I'm just hmm. going to adapt that and put some, you know, try to do a, 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 an event of my own in the gym with all these different things and um, try to get that and improve it, you know, the time each time I do it. So that's one of my big goals is to be able to get back and do that. Uh, the back thing kills me because it bugs me and I, they can't really figure out a whole lot what's wrong with it to treat me treat any better. So, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I got a buddy who inspired me with all that stuff. He's, he's, uh, been a friend of mine since high school and he's a kind of a, been a bigger guy and he's close to my age and he was told he was pre-diabetic. And so he got involved in, did a triathlon sprint. Then he did a full triathlon and he did a full Ironman last year. Um, wow. And so he's doing Ironmans now. Uh, he's still a little bigger guy, but he just trains through it and he just goes and I can't figure out how he does it, but it's amazing. But, that's um, awesome. so yeah, so that's, that's easy stuff for the health, you know? So, um, I actually have, I keep this right next to my computer where we're at right now. <laughs> so like for one thing, um, for, uh, let's say, I don't know. Pick like my, so I put significant other, my girlfriend here. I have a goal of at least once a week. So now to have a date night and or a night, a family night, we we have to pick some time and make sure we get together and just, you know, phones put away, no TV, no nothing. And just make sure at least that happens occasionally because you get lost, you know, and you kind of oh, sit, so sit around and everyone's on their phones and then kids on the yep. iPad, you know, yep. and it's so easy. Yeah. So that's one of my big, we just, uh, actually, I really got on this last couple of weeks here. And so like we just about an hour ago before I got on here with you, we said, we're going to do Wednesday night. We're going to do homemade pizza night. We're going to have our kid go help us pick toppings out and help her make the pizzas and things like that. You know, just keep the, keep the family and keep everything on course a bit. Cause keep things the get fire hectic. burning. Yeah. I mean, especially yeah. what I do for work. I'm, I can yep. be showing houses. I'm out night, you know, I'm, it's, it's tough, you know, but yeah. Um, Love it. Yeah, no, so, I love it. Take your notes. Writing here. the goals down, defining them clearly and setting time frames. And if you have to adapt, you can, cause goals change, life changes, you know? So, yeah, yep. man, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so what, 
so Mark, like what, what advice would you um, give to like, so, th- so this is a, it's a two part question. I'll start with the first part. What, um, like what advice would you give someone that's just like starting out, right? Let's say like, it's someone that is like just starting to figure out that they want to do more. They're working a job like, but, but they know they want to do more. Right. And they're thinking about doing something else. Like what, like what advice would you give that person? I think one of the first things, and this can be very difficult if you don't know, but is to find some kind of passion for something to, and if you can find that burning desire for something, you'll, you'll do a lot to get to that, to whatever it is you want. Um, mm. I, I've had a hard time with that in my past. I really like, is it really like a, burning desire, passion to own rental properties. I don't know. It's not that so much. It's more about what it brings. It's the, it's brings me the, the financial freedom, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, that's what the final goal is in, in, in that regard. But um, what is it that gets you excited? Well, I mean, honestly, it's kind of funny because real estate does get me excited. I, I could sit and talk real estate with somebody. Literally, I, I have meetings with people and it's like, well, I got to get running. I'm like, okay, sorry. I talked to you off, you know, and and, they, and uh, it's, I just had a meeting with a guy last week. I sold a house for him this fall that he flipped and he wants to get into doing some other stuff. And we had a half hour meeting plan. I think we sat for two and a half hours and talked. And then he, we, he actually had to go because he had to get on a Zoom call. <laughs> but uh, he was the same way. He said, I could sit and do this all day and talk real estate. And I, I said, I love it. It's, 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 uh, it's fun. I think it's great. I think it's fun as heck. I go out and show houses, whatever it is, look at properties. I, I love it. Everything's different every day, different people. So I can say, I guess, you know, it seems like real estate might be kind of boring and just looking at numbers and stuff, but it, it is a passion of mine, but finding whatever excites you. And um, this is something I got from Andrew Fasella too. He says this, he's like, whatever it is, pick anything. Uh, he mentions this a couple of times in this podcast about, he's like, uh, pick butterflies. You got a big passion for butterflies. What are you going to do with that? Well, he talks about be the expert, go, go do a podcast on it, talk about this and then start to monetize it, sell some butterfly shirts or whatever it is, you know, but have a passion for what you do and what you, and have that burning desire that gets to a point where you just can't do anything but that. And then just go do it. Like, like I said, don't worry about failing. You know, you're probably going to fail. Um, try it. If you fail, try it again, try something different, learn from your mistakes. If you don't learn from mistakes, you wasted your time. So if you fail, figure out why you failed, what can you do different? That's the big thing on getting started for sure. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. And, and, Just to add to your point, like I feel like, and and you basically said it, like have a burning desire or find a passion or burning desire, like and you said that you're like owning rentals, like is that a burning desire? Uh, to a point, but like the real goal, the real passion is the financial freedom, right? And so like it's making sure we're not tying our passion and drive to like the vehicle that needs to get us to where we need to get to, if I'm making sense. Um, Because if, if you understand how to separate the two, like your passion will, you'll do the things to whatever you need to do to get to your, your real passion and your desire. Um, And you said that, and you said that perfectly, you know, in your, in your first couple of sentences. So I just wanted to to add that um, there. So I thought that was awesome. You know, and, and have whatever it is you're doing, you know, have fun with it too, you know? Yeah. I, I try to, I, I you know, I, my, the social media stuff I do, I try to f- do funny things around real estate. And I don't know, like last week I posted the 
I do the thing that like things I find in a house and it's some weird random, like, what the hell is that? You know, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. you know, just have fun with it, you know? And, uh, for me, the real estate too, is there's, there's a magic in real estate with the numbers. I know you understand it too. And you like, I did a, I, I uh, just released a YouTube video a couple weeks ago. I'm buying a house personally right now. Um, and I, I looked at it from an investment standpoint. I'm buying my personal home. Like, well, is it really an investment? People argue that. Is your home an investment? Depends on what you look at. I ran the numbers on how much I'm putting down for this. And I ran the numbers on the return I'm going to get based on equity. That I'm going to build, um, you know, appreciation on the house, tax advantages. Year one is a 227% return on my investment. Um, that seems magical to me, <laughs> like, you know, um, yeah. and that's my and, personal home, you know, that's the equity yeah. I built one year based on my down payment. So, um, that excites yeah. me. That's good stuff. So yeah, it, it is, it's just gotta have fun with it, but you gotta go, um, commit to it and, and get after it. And like I said, if you, you're going to fail, you're going to make mistakes, but you got to learn and keep going, you know? Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, this was good. This was, this was a great episode, Mark. Um, where, where can our, uh, like listeners, like if they, if they want to connect with you or like see what you're doing, like what's the best, uh, platform for them to, um, I do a lot on Facebook. It's just my name on Facebook and I do have a business page. That's Mark Bushy Inc. That's my business there, but Instagram, I do, uh, this is something I kind of created this last year, man of real estate. If you've seen that. Yeah, I've seen it. Yep, yep, yep. I've seen that. Yep. That comes from so I'm a I'm a big nerd. I like all the superhero stuff. And my my hero forever has been Superman. Uh when I was a kid, yeah. six years old, I think five years old the movie came out. And I don't I don't know if you've ever you're too young for this, but there was back in the day there was they had laser disc players, but this is before VHS. Um mm, yeah, it's definitely before we, me. Yeah. <laughs> they're about the size of a record and they were like on a big giant CD basically. Anyways, we owned Superman one and two, and I watched that till I memorized the heck out of that. I big thing there so and wow. i when i do my workouts and my health regimen and stuff i always think of myself that's what i was thinking like superman like trying to be like the man of steel that's the whole um if you've watched the man of steel movie that came out a few years ago with uh, henry cable oh yeah, like yeah that's what i want to look like i want to look like that guy that's the build i want the body i want them with that to look have that look you know so i was trying to figure out a way to incorporate that and kind of brand it in my real estate so instead of man of real estate it's or instead of man of steel it's the man of real estate and i have the logo and stuff but so man of real estate is on instagram um and then i do have the uh the youtube channel as well and that is also it's uh, mark bushy man of real estate um there so that's some get some content out there now it's mostly real estate related but i'm going to start um adding some um some things like on hotspots and fargo businesses developments and also some things on um health and uh, and wellness and self-improvement they'll be doing some of that as well in there so awesome Awesome. Awesome. Well, Mark, thanks again, man. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat chat today. And uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll be uh, we'll be talking. I'm sure. Yeah, this is great. I really appreciate the invite, too. This is fun. I like doing this kind of stuff. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again. I'll uh, see you around. Another great episode. Episode 143. Episode one forty three, um, like, like this is why I, I love my podcast, um, is because I bring great guests on like Mark, and just talk like 
talking to them, talking like different tips, strategies, what they do, how they do their things, like, and just listening and taking notes because everybody's got something that they do differently than you that you can like use or take something out of their feather and, and put it in your, your, uh, your bag. Right. And, um, and that, and that's why I love bringing on guests like Mark. Um, this was great guys. Um, again, this is definitely an episode you want to go back and listen to, uh, for sure. I mean, he just, he just talked about a lot of great things. I mean, man, I don't even know where to start, you know, just the, the whole banking thing, like going to like hitting 10 banks in one day. That's crazy. That's crazy. Literally they got, they got, uh, accepted on the last bank of the day. Right. Uh, talk about persistence, perseverance, um, things you need to be when you're, when you're going to be doing something completely different. Um, that definitely resonated with me. Um, and again, guys, like he also talked about, um, when they started investing in real estate, they didn't know anything, nothing. And now they're buying storage units. He's understanding how to use his personal home as an investment strategy. Like sometimes the best way to learn is to just go out and do the thing that you don't know how to do. Like that's, and, and just learn, learn on the way. Am I saying that that's the, the best strategy? Yeah, it, dep- it depends on how you look at it. And it depends on what you're doing. Like if you're going to go have like do surgery, uh, it's probably not what you want to be uh, winging it on. Right. But like starting a business, um, getting a license for the thing you want to do. Like some of these things just take action. Right. Instead of uh, analysis by paralysis, sometimes it takes you just going out and doing it and just figuring it out a way. Like he talked about his YouTube, like you go look at his YouTube, like he is farther along and probably has picked up some tips and tricks along the way just because he started. And guess what? The person that hasn't started because they're trying to get the right microphone, get the right room, get the right camera, like all these things that at the end of the day that don't matter. Mark is ahead of that person and will continue to be ahead of that person because he just continues to take action. Okay. Like, um, talked about fear, right? We talked about fear, fear in this episode. What was, what was his thing? Again, just not a lot about it. Like he just does it. That's it. Like he just, he just does it (laughs) like Nike, just do it. Right. Um, that like it's sometimes, I mean, again, sometimes it's just that simple, right? Like fear is just an indication of what you should be doing. I'm a strong believer in that. What is it? Acronyms. I mean, fear has many different acronyms. The one I love to use is face everything and rise. Right? Take it on. Go get it. Um, yeah, what else? What else did he? Uh, I think I wrote something one more down. Um, and, ju- and just being intentional. Right. I mean, you, you heard he's got coaches, he's got mentors intentional about going to the brokerage. He was, he was, um, going to pick. Right. Um, yeah, he's, he's someone that's been on my list for a a while to get on here. And I'm I'm glad I, I had the courage to reach out to him and ask. Um, and yeah, so guys, uh, episode 143, make sure you you re-listen to this one. I'll put information about him in the show notes so make sure you just you stay tuned for that and um guys please rate subscribe leave a review 
um, get me out there. Reach out to me if you got someone you think I should bring on. If you're local to the area, like, let me know. Um, again, guys, make sure you try the gluten-free mac and cheese at Mahana Fresh that we just launched. Uh, yeah. Guys, thanks again for everything. And I'll see you next week, everybody. Bye.